Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For me, Clinton, <laughs> welcome to Erskine Court. Here she is, here's Linda. Everybody sit down. Here we go. Linda has been waiting for us here yeah. patiently by the microphone. She's got a key. She lets herself in sometimes, don't you? Yes, but I always try to make quite a lot of noise. I don't want to happen across anything <laughs> private. <laughs> private. Um, Linda, what have you been up to? Do tell us. I went to Paris. Oh, gay Paris. How lovely. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was uh, sunny. Yes. It was coats but no scarves. Right. And it did smell a bit of wee. But apart from that, flipping glorious. Lovely. Apologies to our French friends. Uh, we're not suggesting that any that they smell of wee. No, but, but someone is wee in there and they need to drink more water. I think what happens quite often is that they have they have those sort of funny toilets, don't they? Wait. Pissoirs, aren't they, God? Where you well, to stop people doing a wee on the streets? Well, I think they've evening. taken those out, and so <laughs> okay. now they've gone back to the old-fashioned way. Somebody, but seriously, dehydration yeah. is a thing, and it's very strong. Oh God, it's disgusting. It perma nose hairs. Oh, how horrible! Well, we've started the new series as we finish the last lot. <laughs> Poo and we talk. Anyway, was it romantic? Well, it was just me and Julie, my friend Julie. OK, yes. So we just decided that we were just going to waft around and like have a bit of je ne sais quoi, but we couldn't find any, so we just drank. Here is the question. What does romance mean to you? Oh. Because is it all, you know, like the you know, springtime in Paris, yeah. uh, the blossom? Is it a Frenchman coming up with some flowers to a lady? You know, do you like that sort of thing or is that a little bit old hat now? I like an old hat. Yeah, do yeah, you? Yeah, I like an old hat now and again. Do you know where I went, which I thought was hopelessly romantic? And if there's anyone from... I kid you not! There's a place in Worcester. Yeah. Worcester. Have you been to Worcester? Don't think so. It floods very easily by the race course there. Wet Worcester. I stayed in a place called Britannia Square in Worcester. All right. It is gorgeous. It's very romantic and it looks... And it, and it's, Do you look like Bath? 
it is that sort of thing, Regency houses. Mm. And I really like that. And it really was, it was charming. It's a good few years ago. If anyone is there or owns a hotel and wants me to stay there, then I just would like to, to try do it. it out and see if it's haunted or just, not. Just, well, it might be haunted. Exactly. It's, it looks like Mary Poppins land. Oh, I like that. Like. Yeah. Um, do you believe in romance, Clinton? Because I do so. wonder sometimes whether it's something that's been made up to get girls to drop the knickers. Good point. Do you know what I mean? Like when I was growing up, I was like, NSYNC don't really believe this shit, do they? What's that? Who done? Ah, uh, well, you know, all that romantic so- all that romantic singing, NSYNC didn't write that. They just sang it. And all the sort of, you know, chest beating and uh, grabbing uh, air and stuff because they were like, fretting and wanting to be romantic with you. They were just getting rich, weren't they? No, li- listen. Off my hormones. That is a very cynical 21st century thing to say, young lady. I have had moments in my life which... Okay, may, may have ended up in physical contact. But leading up to that point... <laughs> that was point, not the object of the exercise. Come on. Oh, what I'm saying is, leading up to that, there was something in the air. There was a sort of magical connection. Blimey. I am delighted, thrilled to be speaking to one of my absolute comedy heroes. This is absolutely genuine. None other than from his palace down in Kent. It's TV's Vic Reeves, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Oh, hello. Oh, lovely to speak. Now, how, how should I address you? Uh, Mr. Baptiste or Clinton. Clinton is fine. Not Mr. No, Clinton's fine. Um, Tell me, Vic, I know you are someone who believes in the supernatural. I know that maybe you're someone who's experienced What can you regale us with, old son? Well, the the first spectre, if you don't mind me calling them spectres, is that an official word? That is an official word in the glossary. Once we've passed over, once we've perished and passed, Yeah. Would uh, what? How would you address yourself then? Would it be spectre, ghoul? Oh, that's very good. Well, I mean, I do occasionally get up to heaven. I go up there, and people still call me Clinton. They can call me whatever they like. But I'm going to not... go with spectre for now. But my, the, the, the earliest encounter with a spectre yeah. that I had was when uh, I was brought up on the on the edge of the of the. The town. So there was yeah. a countryside. Now near the countryside was a wool factory, and a fella fell into one of the um, wool winding machines, oh, and he was sliced into several, many hundreds of pieces. And his spectre was said to walk the fields. So we went. Me and my friends went out there, yeah. and we did see him in the distance, a, a puff of smoke, if you like. And that, but on a closer inspection, he had been in the wool blender. Yeah. And he'd been put back together in all manner of different (laughs) styles. It was was all wrong. Where his head had been was a foot. You know, what, like a sort of patchwork of different body parts? Like a patchwork quilt. Good God. And he had a dog with him, which was facing backwards. Oh, God. Bloody hell! That must have been yeah. terrifying. Well, anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was yeah. the first, my first encounter. Yeah. A- any others from around that time growing up, or was it was it later on in life? Uh, second encounter was I was I was in a a pop group, 
Mm. You might call a combo. Yeah. And uh, so I was there and we were rehearsing and uh, and we heard a noise. A plank flew off a table. A curtain yeah. fell. A light bulb uh, glow, glowed slightly yeah. more than it should have done. Yeah. <laughs> the radio suddenly turned on. You know, all the... All the um, Stereotypical things. Yeah, yeah. But it did frighten us, and we ran outside. This is perfectly true, actually. We ran outside, and a huge um, egg-shaped character came out through the window. Character? What, block? Well, I would like to say, if there was ever a ghost of Humpty Dumpty, that was him. Right. Yeah. Is it, this, is, this is real, is it? That's it, came real, out, yeah. it came out of where? The window? What do you mean? Yeah, a window and a door. A window and a door? Well, it was, came through the door that had a window in it, if you understand that. Bloody hell, yeah, really. Yeah. What, so it came I, through, unlocked yeah. the door and left. Bloody hell. Did all the king's horses and all the king's men put him back together again? All of the, all of the, yeah, there's another one. Look, cracked into pieces. Is that something that... Um, Could be. Spectacles and ghosts do. Could, could be, yeah, the constituent parts, yeah, take taken apart, and yeah. then put that together like an airfix. Yeah, that's e that's exactly right. What but in um, the wrong place? What, that curious, wasn't it? So, what was the name of this band, and what were you? You were all sort of rehearsing or something, were you? We, yeah, we were called Trout, <laughs> and we all the songs were about freshwater fish. Oh yeah, I remember it. Did you? You had a, did you have a record deal at, at some stage, did you? No one had no, 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 no interested in songs about freshwater fish in those days. Right, no, well, there wasn't. We started paying attention to no. um, songs about... It's only when Marillion came about that that became popular, wasn't it? We met Marillion. We met um, the singer from Marillion. Fish, yeah. Fish. He wanted to join. No, we met him in a, in the middle of nowhere, up a mountain on the in the Isle of Harris. Is this true? Yeah, not long ago, yeah. Was he as dreamy in real life as he appears on the telly? He looked completely different. He's got long, wispy white hair and a white beard. Really? But he's got those iron fish. Did he? Yeah. They say, do you remember? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 1982. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember? I did remember. I said, I do remember Kylie. <laughs> what was her name? Oh, that's right. Kaylee or Kylie. That's Kaylee. 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 I believe I've got a spirit guide. Yeah. Go on. Um, uh, he's... Um, a 19th century um, Persian um, the fella <laughs> yeah. who, who, used to, who used to lease out donkeys, ponies, horses and that to um, to people. Tourists. You know, Tourists, yeah. you know, when they were on the Grand Tour. Really? Yeah. And what does, he, what does he say to you? I mean, is he trying to rip you off for a trip on, around the pyramids or something? No, not really, because he knows me. But he, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to stand for that, are you? Oh, no, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, backsheesh, five. That's that, right. that's the words that come to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and does he influence any of your art at all? Well, all the, the private art, the art that nobody sees. Oh, is, okay. It's yeah. um, is channeled through me via Ahmed. What what do you hope to see? What would if you saw you know if Ahmed brings anyone I know the Sphinx or something with him? Yeah. What would you say to him? Is there anything you want to say to the afterlife, or that I can pass on? Um. Well, first of all, good luck. Yes. Good luck in all your pursuits. Yes. Uh, don't give up. 
this is from me to the afterlife. Oh, yeah, okay. Just some, just some ideas, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't hang around. Just no. get on with it. Crack on with something, yeah. Crack on with something. Don't just sit around yeah. watching, um, you know, arms yeah. under the hammer and things no. like that. No, Not, no. Don't, don't, just crack, crack on. Crack on with something, for Christ's sake, yeah. Is there anything you want to add about the supernatural? Is there anything you'd like to see? Is there anyone specifically you'd like to visit you? Um, to visit me personally? Uh, yes. Charles Darwin, maybe. Yes, yes. And to ask him what? Is, is... Grooming techniques, grooming hints and tips. <laughs> Charles Darwin, yeah. What's he going to yeah. say? He's going to say survival of the fittest, not the smartest. Well, don't use it too tight. If you're combing your beard, yeah. don't use a, a, a fine tooth comb. Use one with a bit more width in between the blades. Yes, that's the right. The comb. That's, yeah. you know, you're going to get a much bushier beard. Is that, was that... No, thank you, Charles. Thank you for all your help. Okay. It, was, that was, it wasn't Marillion who suggested that. That was... Uh, well, was that was, that's what I'm hoping. I, was hope, I would hope, Charles Darwin, if I was visited by anyone from yonder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charles Darwin, I think I'd go with him. Well, the, I'll do... Great Capaldi. I will, I, will, I will ask him to go. I want to thank you, Vic. Thank you so very, very much. That's what I will pass those messages on. Yeah. Uh, for Charles Darwin and also to tell him to crack on, get on with something. Don't just sit around on a cloud playing a bloody harp. Get on with it, yeah. Get on with Don't something. Sit Don't sit around playing Ludo with no, something. No, that is a shit. It is St. Michael there, or is he the patron saint of Marks and Spencer? <laughs> He's had to close down various various outlets up there, unfortunately. Right, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Vic. I really appreciate it. Thanks. I'll do Good my luck. best to pass that on. Good luck. <laughs> Let's get straight to this article. It is from Take a Break, Fate and Fortune. Mm. Uh, I have decided for this series to look in the 14 time. Oh, blimey, science. Yes, science. Well, it's not, it's not, is it science? No. I've got the wrong bloody magazine if it is. Please regale us and put the bloody spooky music on, please. You know how dogs can tell that their owners are about to come home? It's like some kind of sixth sense. Well, I have one too. Yeah. Not me, this is the person. This is the lady in the article. When I meet someone for the first time, I don't just see them. I hear their music. Once I know people, music tells me how they're feeling too. If they're sad, I'll hear something mournful. If they're happy, the music is upbeat and jolly. When my best friend Sally started dating Alfie, something dreadful happened as she introduced us. I heard Approaching Menace, the theme tune from the TV show Mastermind. Stop, just one second. Have you played Mastermind recently? They've made it bloody easy. Have they? Oh, God, it's so easy. Is it all celebrities, though? No, it's it's normal people. Well, no, not normal people. uh, Some of the general knowledge that people don't know. We, uh, I played with my friend, played um, University Challenge yeah. yesterday. Fucking hell. The whole show, what's it on for about 40 minutes, something? Final score, 1-0 mm. <laughs> to a... <laughs> but I usually think, you know, I'm quite clever if I can get one. Oh, God. It was it's bloody hard. But what's a mastermind's piece of piss? Piece of piss. Bloody hell. Piece of piss, it it's really YouTube. is. 
It's YouTube that does that. Why? What? Everyone knows. Oh, because everyone everyone's knows, so stupid. Uh, everyone knows a little bit about things they're already interested in, but yeah. the general knowledge has gone right through the floor because people aren't being exposed to things that they think they're not interested in anymore. The other day, I, just just a second. Talking of that, I was doing something. Oh, I know. I was doing. I did a voiceover for something, right. and the uh, what was laughingly known as the creatives coming from the ad agency. And you always want to say, "You're creative. I'm go fucking create something. Don't sit there selling, you know, whatever it is. A vibe. A, a, a vibe, <laughs> or, or specifically a bar of soap, or whatever it is. The creatives came in, and the, the studio bloke said to the bloke, uh, to the one of the creatives, and I use the term loosely, said to him something like, "Oh, you know, you, you're very tired." He said, "Oh, yeah, I was out last night. I was up early this." Morning. And the studio bloke said, burning the candle at both ends. And he went, what? Oh. And he went, but you, you've been burning the candle at both ends. And he went, I've literally never heard that expression in my life. Right? Now. Yes. They always say that in a kind of, what? What are you on about? Yeah, because you're an oldie. There's no curiosity there, though. No, that's when right. when people say things that to me, I go, oh, tell me a bit more. Tell me about that. But, and that's the last time I have to have explained, and I will use it. Yes, but, I mean, sh- I mean, also, if you are a, quote, creative, and your business is working words. with words, you tell me you've never... You young people out there, have you heard of burning the candle at both ends? But also, you can imagine that image, right? It's obvious what it means. People. People. It's too busy. Let me guess, about 28. Yeah, something like that. Prick. Just about to get his sushi or whatever these moppets eat. <laughs> Incidentally. Dim sum. He put the dim, dim in dim he sum. He put the dim in sum. And uh, incidentally, if any of those people are listening, I'd, I'd take all that back. I would like to do some He more. was just being creative. He was being creative. Let's get back to the fucking story. <laughs> Music. He was troubled with a capital T. It was lovely to meet you, he said. When he looked into my eyes, the music grew so loud, it was hard not to run away. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to get your friend. <laughs> Strangle her down a dark... Oh, that's taking a turn. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strange evening. The three of us got along well enough. The conversation and the wine flowed, they said. Alfie was funny, interesting and easy to talk to. Generous too, buying all the drinks. But my six cents was never wrong. She drank his wine, though. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Sally called me the next morning before I was even up. So what do you think? Isn't Alfie wonderful? I hesitated. Of course, Sally noticed. She sighed down the phone at me. Don't tell me. You heard bad music. I heard the theme from Mastermind, I told her. She laughed. (laughs) That's good, isn't it? I mean, he's got a brain. And she was off, telling me how amazing he was. As long as you're happy, I said. Oh, that's terrible when people say that to you. Yeah, yeah. Would she pause for breath? But please be careful. I have to go or I'll be late for work. I'll call you this evening. Best not, she said. Alfie's taking me to meet his mum and dad. Dun, da, 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 da. Anyway, we won't do through that whole article, but what happens is, basically, he turned out to be a wrong and She was right with the mood music. A few days later, she met Steve. This is a different fella. This Sally again. She's a fast mover, isn't she? No, she don't fuck about Over it. No. 
she was met Steve in the queue at the supermarket. I've heard you can do that, by the way. Do you have singles nights? In supermarkets? Yeah, but I don't know what night there is. No, I've never got the memo. But apparently you can go in there and it's everyone knows that they're up, they're up for it. Really? Apparently. God. I had a next door neighbour who met a right, new Turn husband. the music off. I had a next door neighbour who met a new Sorry about this, at, everyone. We'll get back to the spooky in a minute. Go on. Yeah, you met her. she met her in Tesco. Really? Yeah, chased her out. I mean, you'd think that that... Again, going back to romance. Romantic? Yeah. Or weird. But he, uh, yeah, he followed her out. And are they an item now? Married. Or ten items or less? They're married. Are they? Yeah. God almighty. And it, they're that happy that she doesn't wear makeup anymore. Don't you... Don't you... <laughs> Don't you ever do that thing where you see someone, a neighbour or something, in the supermarket yeah. and you have a sort of, <laughs> OK, yeah, nice to see you. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Busy as ever. Got to get this done. Get bye-bye. Bye-bye, then. Three aisles later. Three aisles later. <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. We will stop meeting <laughs> like, like this. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go get up to the frozen department. Oh, hello, yeah. <laughs> Something frozen. <laughs> yeah. I can't bear that. It's always the way, you know, if you do a big exit, goodbyes and say, I think it's, a, I think it's an, uh, an Armstrong and Miller sketch where you do a big exit, bye-bye, and then, unfortunately, you have to come back and see someone again. Yeah. And there's also a thing in... Sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. There's also something in Britain, I always think, well, you have to end with a laugh, isn't it? So, yeah. uh, the weather. <laughs> see you soon. Not if I don't see you first. <laughs> OK, bye-bye. Uh, yeah. Always embarrassing if you've done the big joke and then you've got to then meet up. Got to follow up like an encore. Uh, ten days later, you met Steve. Yeah, his music was a joy to listen to. Strong, yet melodic. Exactly what Sally needed. Does that what... It, melodic, does that mean...? No, melodic... You're so cynical, you've already... Being nasty about romance. <laughs> Within three months, they're engaged. I was so happy. Too soon. Bloody right, yeah. I was so happy for her. Are you mad? <laughs> I knew she was in love. I, I knew she was in love and that this time it would last. Mm. We carried on meeting up at least once a week. Each time, Sally said the same thing. I'm worried about you. Oh, smug. Yeah. Smug. This is what happens. Bitch. I'm worried about you. You haven't dated anyone since the ghastly Carl. And I'd give the same reply. I'm fine on my own. When and if the right man comes along, the music will tell me all I need to know. One day she said, Steve's cousin's in town. We wondered if you fancied a force. Bloody hell! <laughs> Bloody hell! Doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. She wrinkled her brow at me. Please say yes, Rachel. It's only dinner. You have to eat. Oh. <laughs> Don't. Don't make that joke. <laughs> it's all right, but no pudding. <laughs> yeah. I shook my head. What if we go and see the new Bond film? You've been, oh, about, you've been on about seeing it for ages. Oh, God. So I gave in. What? A, as long as it's clear this isn't a date. Of course not, she said. It's just four people going out for the evening. Well, you did call it a foursome. <laughs> OK, I shouldn't have called it a foursome. It's certainly not going to be anything sexual in it. Right. Darren was broad and strong. Darren was broad uh -huh. and strong and beefy with blonde hair and a gingery beard. Whoa! <laughs> oh, gingery beard. <laughs> in short, he wasn't my type at all. But when he shook my hand, the electricity was so powerful, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Polyester shirt. Fucking hell, what's, what's the matter with you? <laughs> it's lovely to meet you, Polyester shirt, yeah. It's lovely to meet you, I said, and I meant it. His music was Mendelssohn's The Wedding. Oh, piss off. I just met the man I was going 
to marry. Oh, he was already married. Yeah. Oh, good point. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, so that's rather lovely, isn't oh, it? God. And I do no, because I do. If you're very, very sensitive, mm. hourly, like I am, you you do pick up on music. And I've and I've I've just let me just have a look here. Hold on. Right. I've got some. Uh, I've got some music here, which I thought might. Yeah. Just I just picked out some music. The sort of music I hear in my mind. I mean, this for example. Let me. Let's just get this ready. Yeah. Yeah, there is. This is what this is what I hear when I think of Ramon. Well, yeah, okay, that, that... that's fair enough, isn't it? All right, yeah, I can yeah. see where that comes from. Yeah, and uh, hold on, it is Ruth. Fucking hell! Oh, yeah, that's what I hear. Bang on, yeah. That's right. Uh, this is what I, I normally hear in my mind's eye. Uh, Peter Rawlins, you know, my, my neighbour, yeah. number four. Horrible grating sort of sound. Ooh, blimey. Yeah, that's what I hear. Can you imagine what's going on in my head? And this is... This is you, Linda. Right. <laughs> oh, don't! <laughs> I'm only being... It's affectionate! Jesus. It's affectionate. Anyway, talking of the flats, that's what keep that running. Talking of the neighbours, there are basically uh, six flats here at Erskine Court. Uh, there are Rawlins at number four, Irene Harding is at number five, Barry and his wife Margaret are at number two, uh, just above me. And incidentally, this, this is the sound that the spirits put in my mind when I uh, think of Barry. And I'm at number one here on the ground floor. Number three, halfway up, that is empty. If you're looking for somewhere to live, um, uh, Linda. Okay. <laughs> and number six, the none taken. And number six at the top is also empty. Unfortunately, the wet wipe saga continued right. this week. Mm -hmm. Where Peter Rawlins from number four phoned Barry to blame his wife Margaret for flushing wet wipes down into the communal drains. What a carry on. Hello, is that Barry? Hello, Now get on to dine around straight away. It's you and Margaret, the pair of you. Now, f off. 
listen to me. You go stick your pussy head in the fridge. It's unsightly. The size of that... Don't pick on the pussy head. Your head is a big, angry red head of yours like a planet up in your balcony. I said, with my eyesight, I thought, fuck me, Mars is in the ascendancy. You know, it's a lifelong affliction of mine. Let me tell you something, Mr. Rawlins. I saw you doing a barbecue in our communal garden. That flaky head of yours. I, I, I thought the paraffin had gone up and whipped the top blade your skin off your face. Unsightly. And, and since we're on it, ironically better cook than them chicken wings you've turned up. Uh, listen, this summer, Mr. Rawlins, either put on a bit of skin cream or a burger, mate. It's unsightly for the other residents. Ditto. You're the wet wiper. Not me. You're it's you the and Margaret, the pair of you. Y you're a wet wiper, mate. So you are. Shove it up your ass. Good day to you, sir. Thank you. Well, you shove it up your ass. There's so many wet wipes up there. Right. Wet wipe amnesty. Someone admit to it. You need flat. Speak to Mrs. Harding. Speak to Mrs. Harding. Yes, yeah, sir. What do you think of her? It's ain't me. It ain't me. It's the downstairs. It's Right, I'm going to write another poster. Oh, Christ. Time now for our favourite, favourite article <laughs> from Take a Break's Fate and Fortune. Oh, God. Uh, it's a day in the life each month, world-renowned medium, Sandrea Mossas. <laughs> Perhaps we could get her on the show, Sandra. After Mo what we've said about her bloody articles. <laughs> not, not with that face. <laughs> she, Sandrea Mosses, connects a reader with a loved one in spirit yeah. to discover what their life, what their life is like on the other side. Sam Woodford asked her to contact her friend Graham. How is this? So this is Graham. Oh, Graham! Was there no better picture? It's him in his fluorescent jacket. <laughs> oh, come on! So this is Graham. <laughs> Put the spooky music on. <laughs> Speaking to a... Safety first didn't do him any good by looking at it, did it? <laughs> yeah, he's got a fluorescent safety jacket. Whether he needs that up there, I don't know. No. You can fall through a cloud up there. Could... Why am I taking the piss out of it? I believe it. Please get... Music, please. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello there, Sammy. How are you doing? You know me, miss me a little, but not too much, eh? Mate, you would love it here, you really would. Absolute bliss <laughs> are the only words I can find to describe it. Imagine all the fair rides, the greatest night out, with the best people, and that's a little bit of what heaven is like. It wasn't easy at first, Sam. I had my own demons to deal with, and boy, there were a fair few of those, I can tell you. You knew me better than most people, Sam. To the world, I was a joker, the one who made everyone in the crowd laugh with my oddball comments and stupid sense of humour. Oh, he's that fella. He's that fella. <laughs> I could lift everyone's mood in a flash apart from my own. Oh. oh. I hid behind the laughter. I think we're all a little bit like that. I hid behind the laughter and the jokes. I wasn't always at peace. In fact, I rarely was. I always felt like I didn't fit into that world. I never seemed to be able to find my niche where I was comfortable at home. Sorry, it gets funny this. When I arrived in heaven, it took me a while to realise that I was actually in heaven. It was like I was in a dream. A huge dream! That's how I felt when I first went to Brent Cross Shopping Centre. <laughs> it was a huge dream. A huge dream. But it was so restful, peaceful, it was like I didn't want to wake up. I did a lot of healing. Then I moved on. I loved the sea, as you know. Oh, not the bloody sea again. They're always going to the sea. Oh, this is the sea. I hate fishing going to... without getting any fish. I hate going to the sea. If heaven's like that, oh, God. you know. Yeah, you dig your fingers in the sand. There's fag ends oh, and Oh, isn't it horrible? You, you, you go get amongst your toes and everything. <laughs> but no doubt it's not like that in heaven. No, I, I know it's not because I've been up there. Go on. <laughs> I used to sit in the dunes, oh, I, and the sun was about to set the best part of the day with Seddon, my guide. And we would just be absorbed in the wonderful soft glow of the orange sunlight, or we would talk about my life, the good times, yeah, so and what, the not what, so good one times. One-way traffic. I want you to tell Seden how he's doing. <laughs> you would love Seden, Seden. Don't let anyone tell you a guide cannot have a sense of humour. One day she pretended to be a ghost, like one in a comic. It frightened the life out of me, but she's been so good for me. She's teaching me I can clown about without trying to mask who I am and what I'm feeling. Just imagine him in the communal centre there, up in heaven, doing his jokes oh, for all eternity. <laughs> hey! You know what I mean? Oh, oh not that at, one again. Look Jesus at his Christ. socks again. Yeah. Oh, look at me, doing my comedy Bart routine. Simpson. But this guy is such a joker. It'd be wonderful to have him around the place, wouldn't it? I mean, if you're dead, you would like someone like to do the old jokes oh, and that sort, sort of stuff. Music, please. Um, I think I was always afraid that when people saw the real me, they wouldn't like me and they would see me as the fraud I thought I was. So let's go back to the ocean. It's never cold and this might be hard to believe, what this bit, you'll never get wet either. Oh. The water is always shallow so you can walk, swim or float. In fact, you can literally walk on water if you want to. The sea here is hundreds of miles wide and made up of trillions of tiny bubbles. Oh 
when you float in the water, the bubbles gently nudge against your ball back. No, sorry, against you. And it feels very tingly all over, like being touched by thousands of giggles in one go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always come out of the water feeling cleaner, calmer, and with a massive erection. <laughs> and much more scented. Seeding has taken me thousands of places, <laughs> but visiting the sea before sunset has been one of my greatest joys. Never get him out. Heaven is magical. We can create whatever we want here if we focus. This is the bit that I love this. Heaven is magical. We can create whatever we want here if we focus and visualise. If we want something big, all we need is a group of like-minded souls wishing for the same thing. The other day, we <laughs> built a roller coaster. Fucking hell. The trouble you was... wish for anything, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. A really good roller coaster. The, the trouble was, to start off with, it was only about 12 inches high. There were 10 of us remembering happier times visiting a fairground. Hey. I mean, that's, do you know what? That's like what I ordered and what arrived. In it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I'm thinking. You know, if you were up in heaven, you know, and you're going to have everything, would you really? And I'm not being. You've been swimming in giggles all day. You've been right? swimming in giggles again with a, a guide. And, and you think, what I'm going to do, what I really would like is like a really shit fun fair. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not saying anything about carny folk who put, who put fairgrounds together, but the thought of spending. You know, eternity, eternity with them, you know, all that sort of. Uh, you got any change? You no, know, you give me five. I'll give you ten back after the. You give me two. Give me two pounds. Do you remember that one on the waltzer? I've only got five. Give me that. Give me two pound back. Not my idea of, of eternal happiness, is it? Being in a shitty fairground, you know, one prize wins a sort of Snoopy or you know, <laughs> well, Snoopish, Snoopish. <laughs> Not quite Snoopy, is it ever? Uh, exactly. Our guides were up for it and helped us. Between us, we built a huge roller coaster. Massive it was. For several hours, we went on the ride round and round. But boy, did we laugh together. <laughs> when we'd finished our fun, we merely released the thought and away it went. It just disappeared. On Earth, you call this manifestation, but it's much easier to do here, although we did need the skills of our guides to help. In the future, we will move on to manifest more useful objects and positive energies so we can help people on Earth. But at the moment, we're learning how to hold our focus and visualise and chuck uh, wooden balls at coconut shies. No, without any limitations. It's all about focus and belief in yourself. I have found peace here in between the thrill rides, Sam. Yeah. I have learned the importance of loving and being true to yourself and to not care what other people think about you. To know in life that you can never please everyone Quite and not right. everyone will like you. What? Even in heaven? Surely everyone should. Oh, should they be love any of that shit heaven. going on yeah. in heaven. No, that's don't, right. Don't go and sit next to her. I am learning to be me and to stop reaching out for external approval. It won't always happen. It doesn't matter if people don't like you. Not true. Try to get people to like you. You are on your own pathway. People don't like you in heaven. You're doing something wrong, surely. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, no, is there you, any of that shit going on there? I've got to tell you, what's his name? Sam, this bloke, what's his name? No, Sam's the uh, addressee. Yeah. Graham. Graham, yeah, that's true. If you can hear us, Graham, if people don't like you in heaven, which is all forgiving and they're all angels... It's definitely you. It's you, mate. All right. No, come on. Can you imagine? Uh, all the angels going, he's really trying my effing patience. Oh, Christ, yeah. Not oh, this that, guy again. bloody roller coaster. <laughs> fucking, and he sat at the front with his fucking arms in the air. Bastard. <laughs> 
Christ alive. I wanted to have a go at that. I was, I was going to have a go at that shooting thing, that shooting game, you know. But, oh, no. Uh, to be like me, stop seeking approval of people around you, Sam. When they push you away or hurt you, gather your energy back, bring it close to you, move away and move on. Right. Stay brave, mate. I'm good. I'm happy and contented. And learning to love me. I will keep popping in. No, you're all right. And checking on you from time to time. Don't forget it. Look out for me. I am the, the feathers. feathers. Well, you know I'm a big believer in the feathers. Mm. But I've got to tell you, I'm not going to read her response, but Sam says it is spot on. It's definitely great. I'm laughing and crying just reading it and feeling so emotional. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know that I've been to heaven, and if you are up in heaven, it's nothing like that, okay? Did you swim in the giggles? I'd, oh, wouldn't it be lovely, swimming in the giggles? I'd like to see that at our local leisure centre. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> Instead of getting a veruca... What giggles you're swimming in? Getting a <laughs> bum soup, you're swimming in. Never mind giggles. <laughs> Anyway, there'll be more adventures in the afterlife from what sounds like a really shit fun fair yeah. next time with Sandrea Mosses. Thanks, Sandrea. I want to go to an email that I received only this very week from a fella called Matthew Piddock and a funny name, Spooky Story. Um it, I think you'll agree, is well worthy of our magnificent podcast because this is a proper scary one. As mentioned, this is from Matt. I love your work, thank you, and I've listened to all your podcasts to date. As promised, here is my ghost story. It all began in 2010 when I moved into a flat above the shop I worked in with my ex-partner. The flat was converted and refurbished, but at one time used to be one large house. Now the shop below and the flat upstairs. It dated from around 1880 and was on the end of long lines of terraced houses. I suppose the first main experience was footsteps across the landing. If you can imagine coming through your front door, you were met with stairs directly in front of you. At the top of these stairs was a landing, passage into the kitchen straight ahead, then the bathroom at the back of the kitchen, sounds like a shithole, which was always cold. Sorry. Back at the top of the stairs to the right and straight on, you had the bedroom. And then right and right again, the living room. All right, don't need your life story. So she would claim, this is the ex, she heard footsteps during the day when I was working on the landing. It was so faintly. Now, I was working underneath in the shop and she used to ask me if I could hear them. And of course, I couldn't. I could hear her at quite a moment walking around as the flat had wooden flooring. Pathetic. But the shop and flat were situated on a main road which often was busy most of the day, constantly. Badly written, but you get the point. As a couple of months went by, she claimed still the footprints... God, bloody hell. Steps, he means, were happening. But again, I couldn't hear them when I was in the flat or downstairs. Then one evening, January, needed a comma or a full sub, no matter. I think it was 2011, I was locking the shop up below and I heard loud, almost charging footsteps on the landing above. I went upstairs after work, thinking it was her to find she wasn't home. I called her and she was at a friend's. This happened on two more occasions, both in the day when I knew she was out, and again, the charging thuds from above, of which multiple people heard, and my colleagues. They joked she was heavy-footed, but I replied, she's not in, 
We then discovered she was pregnant and expecting our daughter, who was born in October 2011. And this is where things really ramped up. I came in one night from work to find her crying in the kitchen. I asked her what was wrong, and she said she'd seen something out of the corner of her eye as she walked from the living room to the kitchen and glanced down the long stairs to the front door. I asked what, and she said, A dark shadow. On another occasion, she claimed she thought it was me coming in at 6pm when I finished, as she heard the door bang and footsteps up the stairs. But I was late in that night. And again, it wasn't me. I know she was starting to become very uneasy and scared, and this was beginning to make me feel the same, and I am a rational person who could be classed as sceptical, spelt wrong. The next major development was one Friday evening. We decided to have a spontaneous weekend away. I got in on the Friday at 6pm, and by 7, we were in the car headed for Wiltshire for the weekend. Now, before we left, she had made for Valentine's Day a large love heart made from post-it notes and stuck them to our bedroom wall. This is where it gets weird. We came back on the Sunday night. I went in first and she was unloading the car. And I can honestly say no one had keys to the flat, just us. I went up the stairs and into the kitchen to turn on the lights and the kettle was boiling dry. I switched this off and went to check the bathroom front door and then our bedroom. Check the bathroom front door. Check the bathroom, comma, front door and then our bedroom. As I entered the bedroom, the post-it notes that were left on the wall on the Friday, approx, 50 of them, were all over the room and ripped in half. You can imagine the chills that came through my body then. And when she came in, she was so scared and horrified. The next thing to happen was when we were laying in bed one night, and by this point she did not want to sleep in darkness, so the landing light was left on with the door slightly ajar. I was just falling asleep when she screeched and jumped over me and stood frozen in horror, crying at the door. I said to her, What can you see? As I was looking and couldn't see anything, she replies, A man. He's looking through the gap in the door. She looked away at me, then back, and he was gone. Afterwards, with the light on, I asked her to describe him. She said he was tall, white-faced, old and wrinkled, with a top hat and a suit. Sounds like Jerry Sadowitz. She used the word Victorian, as opposed to, like, deeply unfriendly, like Jerry is. So after this, you can imagine we were both on edge, and one night, around 3am, I think it was the phone I used as an alarm clock, rang. I answered, and a boy said, Hello. He sounded very distant, and almost like a bad line with static interference. I replied, Hello, who is this? He replied, Can you hear me? And, Hello, again, I replied, Yes. It was as if he couldn't hear me reply. Then... It cut off. The strange thing was about this. The phone had no service and was disconnected. I purely used it as an alarm clock as it was the only noise I got used to waking me up, badly expressed. It didn't even have a SIM card in it. After these two events, we went to see a medium who advised us to be strong and spirits, sp spirits feed on fear. If we sent positive thoughts out, stopped sleeping with lights on and being scared, it would calm down. This is true. And in fairness, 
it seemed to work. And for five months, things really calmed down until October when our daughter was born. The footsteps began again, and one day I came home alone as she was still in the hospital to find the kitchen drawers opened up and two knives on the floor of the kitchen standing upright. I didn't tell her about this as we were due to have our daughter come home. I suppose the last thing that happened which pushed us to move was when my daughter was about three months old. She was in a swinging chair in the front room that was battery-operated. It swung her from side to side. Swung is the word. We went to the kitchen to prepare a bottle and heard her dragging. We ran back down the landing into the front room to see she had moved to the other side of the room. We're talking at least six to eight steps from one side to the other and we were gone for just ten seconds. After this, we decided to move and find a new home but never really got to the bottom of what she saw. I never saw the man myself. I couldn't explain the child's voice. But I saw the knives, post-it notes, and heard the footsteps. So that is my ghost story. I'd welcome any questions or feedback from you, Clinton, if you wish to discuss further. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Matt. Best wishes, Matthew Piddick. Let's speak to Matthew Piddick now. Well, here he is, Matt Piddock. I think you'll agree, sometimes, some of these stories are a little, what should I say, thin. Like thin gruel. But this is a bloody main course. I think we can agree. And feast, feast as we shall on the main meal with all the trimmings, that is Matt Piddock. Are you reading me, Matt Piddock? I am. Hello. Oh, very, <laughs> sounds quite sombre. Matt, where are you and what are you doing for a living? And please keep it brief and yeah, moderately Rochester. entertaining. Go on, sorry. I, I live in Rochester in, in Kent uh, and I am a sales manager in the construction industry. So it's exciting. Right. That's a comedy cul-de-sac. So let's move on. <laughs> and do you know what, Matt? First of all, I want to know this. The, the, the lady in question uh, who gave birth to, was it your daughter? Uh, the My my other ex-partner. Ex, the... it's, it's an ex-partner. I was going to ask. She's not with you anymore. No, no, not now. Nothing to do with the spookings. And, of course, <laughs> it's none of my bloody business what happened there. Um, but... I'm looking at him now. He's shaking his head ruefully. Let's not go. Let's not go there. Sorry, Let's not Matt. Go. Let's not go there. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Matt, Matt, look, so much to unpack here. Tell me what you're feeling now. Was it 12 years on or something, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's been been 12 years now. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I think always stick with me. Uh, right. It was a, a very strange time. Where was the house in question where you lived? So not far from where I am now. It was over in, in Rochester as well. We, we right. lived above the place where I worked. I worked in a, a plumber's merchant and we lived in the flat above it. So an, an old building. Um, but yeah, so not far from here. Did, did that job go down the pan? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Just a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you that you, plumber's merchant, yes, you've gone up in the world since then because I have, you're now I suppose. Yeah. in sales, construction sales, etc. Matt, the one that intrigues me 
Well, the one, one that really shit me up was the face looking through the door, a Victorian yeah. gentleman in a mm. top hat, wrinkled face. You didn't see that, did you? I, I, I didn't see that. So that was that was towards the very end of it. So everything sort of built up over time. Things started very small. Yeah. L- little things like keys would go missing and turn up somewhere else. or yeah. And it ended with this, this Victorian gentleman. So, yeah, we, we were laying in bed. Um, and always had the light. It got to a point where we wouldn't sleep without the light on. Yeah, so yeah. the light was on, and she literally sort of jumped over me, said something's just literally something across the light in the door, yeah. and it happened in seconds. But she stood up and just burst out crying, oh. screaming. I jumped out of bed, obviously. I couldn't see it, but she said mm-hmm. this man was poking almost looking through the door was ajar i suppose but looking yeah. through the gap can i ask you this matt because um and and let, we're going to put the spooky music on now if i just put that on there that's right matt tell me in a rather spooky way the the other one that that come in a close second was the ripped up post it notes for yeah. halloween now look i believe it but just for those poo pooers out there who why the list is this bloody thing i don't know <laughs> They might say there was someone with access to the flat above the shop. You know, it's not uncommon if you ran a shop downstairs that you might have access to the upstairs flat, is it? No, no, not not not, not at all. I mean, the um, the only people that had access to the flat would have been the owners of the shop, who, who was my boss and the landlord, obviously. Um, right. But why? Like, that's what we couldn't, you know, a lot of people said that to us. Why, yeah. you know, could it have been them? But why would they go and do just that? That's a bit strange, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I question. I did. Uh, I did raise it with them because he was my boss, and I told him what had happened. And yeah, yeah, he just sort of laughed. Really, he didn't really believe me. Really, <laughs> but uh, really, yeah, it was. Um, we yeah, we we had these post. She'd made these post-it notes. It was for sort of Valentine's Day. It was around that sort of time, and and. Yeah, uh, yeah. She put them on the wall in a heart shape, and yeah. we went away for the weekend. We actually came. That was a Friday night. We came back on the Sunday, and they were all torn up and and off the wall on the bed, all over the place. They were ripped in half. It was. There must have been about fifty of them. It's uh, very strange. Oh my god! That's your phone going off. Fucking hell! I thought that was. A... Oh my god! I thought it was the disgruntled. I thought it was that bloke. Who's the bloke who runs Pimlico Plummets? What's his name? Charlie Mullins. I thought Charlie Mullins, the, the ghost of Charlie <laughs> Mullins had come in there. Um, okay, Matt, so you believe in it absolutely. It can't have been the bloke's down. Because it does sound a bit like that, that they were playing a trick on you all the time, you know, pulling your chain, etc. And, um, you know, it was nothing like that, was it? No, I mean, it was a small business. You know, there was three of us that worked there. Obviously, yeah. two of us uh, worked, you know, drove away, never actually on site. And even the boss didn't live on site. You know, they would have had, right, to, okay. have, they'd have, had to have come and, and, and done that. I was the only one there once the shop shut kind of thing, you know. Right, OK. So, so I mean, when you... I mean, of course, the most terrifying thing, obviously, was with your own child, you know, being moved across... Yeah. Across the floor. There's no way a child could, could you know, pull themselves, haul them along. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, those those sort of buggy things that they sit in and move themselves. Yeah. It was nothing like that, was no, it? No, she, she was in a, um, like a swing chair, a, a, yeah. a mechanical swing chair that you, has batteries. And she was only 
probably two months old and literally went to the kitchen mm. to, to get a bottle, came back in and without, and I didn't even hear her. It's mm. just on the other side of the room. I, you know, and, and then you start to doubt yourself, you know, was yeah, she there? No, she definitely yeah. was there. She was there and now she's there. Um, I'm, well, I'm here to tell you, Matt, that, that everything you said rings true, right? It, 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 no apologies there. What you've experienced is the supernatural. But the thing I really want to question about most is... If someone was flushing wet wipes down the drains in my flats, what in your turn the spooky music off? I'll just say, what would be your advice? I mean, I'd get someone in Dyna Rod. Could I do it myself with some yeah, brushes? Well, I, th I think yeah, you'd, you'd have to really get someone in unless you, unless you really wanted to get your hand down the drain and definitely and not get quite dirty, which you're not going to want to do, are you? So, my money is on Peter Rawlings has flushed wet wipes from my flats down the okay. fucking toilet, or Barry, or Mrs. Harding. Um, okay. Yeah. Are they biodegradable? I can tell you've turned off already, Matt. But no, they're, they're not. No, they're, they're not, they're not they're are not. they? Exactly. No, no. Exactly. No. They shouldn't be doing that. No. no, no. And if any of my neighbours are listening, stop flushing the bloody wet wipe down the toilet. Matt Piddick said so. Or he'll send a Victorian gentleman to... If he comes, you will need to use the bloody wet wipes, i tell you that. Did I include the, the phone incident in there oh well. that is brilliant yeah i mean i have to i've just mentioned that to the listeners but the phone is and it had no sim card in it no no it was used purely as an alarm and what did the child sound like it was a boy was it very little boy very distant like very far away and just kept saying hello very far away oh, was, do you know i've was... got the shivers now I'm thinking of what, some sort of Dickensian Oliver Twist type character. <laughs> yes, character. Yeah. 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 What was he saying? Please, sir, can I have can some I... more? Plumbing yeah. done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Listen, mate, I want to thank you very, very much, Matt. You're welcome. Uh, I really. I really appreciate that. And I think for the start of this new series, that is a story. And those series of stories are really the sort of thing we want. And if you think you can keep up with that sort of thing, like Matt Bloody Piddock here, please get in touch. Matt, have a lovely day. Thank you so much. And keep spooking. Thank you. All right. That's shit, that bit. Anyway, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs> Linda Pollock still with us. Don't look at me like that. It's meant affectionately. Linda, 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 what are you going to be doing well, now? Much as I'd love to tell you I was off for a little giggle paddle. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to go home. I've got quite a boring week, actually, but this weekend I'm going to a salsa dancing class. This was you who poo pooed the other week, my my friend. Yeah. You know who? Yeah, and do are there single men there? They might be. That's not the object of the exercise, though. I just want to get my body moving, you okay. know, in a sensual yeah. manner again. So yeah. Okay. If I can't get someone to do it with me, I might as well do it on my own. Very, very that has always been my philosophy exactly. in more ways than one. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, Linda's off to strut her funky stuff. Yep. And when she comes back next week with a slip disc, we <laughs> will be back in your presence. Thank you for joining us for series six. We'll see you next week from Linda and me. Then I go stop my family. Goodbye. Goodbye. Namaste. Well, 
It's good to be back, isn't it? Yes, it is. Just time to thank the lovely Linda, of course, Vic Reeves, Matthew Piddock, Matt Early, and above all, you for your company. Join us again next week from the flats here at Erskine Court. We've got a new, well, we've got a lovely new thing next week. And now, it's time to say goodbye. Join us next week for episode two. Thank you for sticking with us. Plenty more exciting things to come. Above all, keep your bloody chins up. And keep looking for the ghost sleigh. And, you know, get in touch with me if you've got a ghost story. Or, you know, if you want Linda to solve any of your problems. You know what I'm saying? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue, and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.